Working for yourself is a dream a lot of people have, but few actually end up achieving. The risk is high and the reward is rare. But for some people, the call to solopreneurship is too great to ignore. I was such a hard worker and really self-motivated. I was working 120 hours a week sometimes in advertising and it just was so hard. I loved what I was doing, but it was hard to know that I could be doing that for my own company, for myself, for my own brand. There was always that itch to see what would happen if I put all of that energy and experience into something that was 100% my own. That's Emily Vaca, the founder and CEO of Lavaca Co-Designs and the creator of Minidip, the first ever modern inflatable pool for adults. She was one of the people who had the desire to go out on her own and the guts to follow that inclination. So how did Emily turn a fun idea into a massive brand? Find out on this episode of The Journey. There are always exciting things happening in the world of small business. The news that grabs the headlines, though, are always the highlights. The overnight successes, the billion-dollar IPOs, the massive exits. But just like your Instagram feed, that's never the whole story. Let's look deeper than the headlines and press photos. Underneath all of that is the real work of building something valuable and lasting. Don't get me wrong, I love crazy success stories and can be drawn in by those big flashy tales just as much as the next person. But we all know that what's more important than the destination is how you get there. It's the struggles you have to overcome and the insights you learn along the way that make you who you are. So those are the stories we're telling. It's raw, it's honest, and maybe it's exactly what you need to hear. I'm Hillary Georgie, and this is The Journey. So, anyone who owns a small business knows what the difference between surviving and thriving feels like. And obviously, we all aim to thrive. That's why we're excited about our latest partnership with UPS. Our listeners know that whether you're moving your business online or getting into new markets or just trying to make things run faster and more efficiently, small businesses are up against a unique set of challenges. That's why UPS designed innovative tools just for small businesses that are made to help take you to the next level. Learn more about how UPS can get your small business moving forward at ups.com pivot. From the beginning, creativity was in Emily's blood, as was the idea that you have to work hard for what you want. Her mom was a studio artist, and her dad was a graphic designer. And Emily had a front row seat to her dad's journey, which inspired her own. He was an extremely hard worker and just working around the clock, and he eventually took an apprenticeship at a design slash production agency. So they did a lot of printing for packaging and billboards and things like that for other companies. So he started getting trained as an apprentice, $4 an hour, something crazy, and worked his way up and ended up being there for 30 years. And as a child, I would go with him and see his offices. And I just loved the smell of the ink and the, the printers and the computers and all that. So I got to see that through him. He eventually taught me Photoshop in seventh grade. So I think that was really the turning point where I had this artistic ability that both of my parents had as creatives just in their personality and in their background. So coloring and all of the more normal artistic things that you're doing as a child definitely were such a a big priority. But then turning that into the actual design world when I learned Photoshop opened a completely new world to me. 
my dad teaching me that really was the game changer that eventually led to me pursuing it professionally as well. Emily decided to put in the work, just like her parents did. I started in advertising right after I graduated. Like I said, I worked at a couple different agencies and then I was freelancing just because I graduated in 2008, so the year of the recession. It was really difficult in the industry in general. That kind of shaped the way I viewed the industry as well because in that climate, employers couldn't offer a sense of security that they normally would. So it was up to me if I wanted to create that sense of security or stability in the industry. Balancing her entrepreneurial side and the need for a certain amount of security required an incredible amount of discipline. But Emily was up for the task. While I was freelancing at different agencies, I started my own company. I incorporated my first company that kind of took legs as a blog where I would capture different DIYs I was doing more in the event and interior design space because that was kind of my side passion. And then that also led to doing freelance work for my own clients, not in an agency environment. I would do logos and websites and things like that for my own clients. And so I kind of always had that on the side and I was working crazy hours, wake up at 4 a.m., work on that, and then go into an agency where I was freelancing at the time. I started to kind of build that up and I really started to love the more event interior design space of it. And then the dream offer came. She knew this meant she wouldn't be working for herself, but she also knew she couldn't pass it up. I actually got an offer to work at my dream design agency in Chicago. At the time, I was like, oh, I incorporated my company. This is what I'm going to be doing. And then when they gave me that offer, I couldn't turn it down because that was the place I wanted to work at for years. And so I ended up being associate creative director there. I was there for five years. But the entire time I had my side company going along with different freelance projects or my own projects. I kind of wanted to keep building that slowly so that if something were to happen and I was no longer working there full time, it was built up enough where I could make that leap and have it be my own thing. But in order to fully make that leap, she knew she had to have a great idea, the idea. And those don't come around every day until eventually she found it. Emily was working hard at her dream ad agency while planning a wedding. It was a crazy time and certainly not the perfect time to have a brilliant business idea. I had been making a lot of handmade products and wedding favors and things I could handcraft. I actually had one product that I was planning for that to be my product. And while I was kind of working on that, my husband and I, my boyfriend at the time, we had just moved in together in this awesome condo in Chicago and it had a rooftop deck. And we were so excited to be planning our first party for all of our friends to come hang out. I was with my side company, interior design, all that stuff. Every detail was super important. Pinterest had just started becoming a thing. I was building the furniture up there. The one thing missing was a pool. So I tried to convince David to let me get a galvanized tub, which was my pool growing up in St. Louis. We had a tiny little backyard and they're called stock tanks or cowboy tubs. Not trendy whatsoever at the time, but my dad had gotten me one. (laughs) It was like this tiny little six foot pool and I loved it. I was really trying my hardest to convince David to let me get one for our rooftop. There's no way you're getting that up here. We're renting this condo. No, go get an inflatable pool. And that's when the light bulb went off because immediately my heart sank. I knew there was no inflatable pools out in the market that were for the party that we were hosting with all of our friends our age. The light bulb went off of why is nobody designing 
adult-friendly, on-trend, fun, modern, inflatable pools. It was the right idea, but not exactly the right time. She was getting married and moving into another phase of her life. But after the dust settled, she found herself thinking about the pool again. I was still working at advertising crazy hours, but the idea always was sitting in the back of my head. And it wasn't until two years later that I was telling David after working on all of these TV commercials and packaging for these brands that were at Target, which was my favorite store. I was telling him, I really want to have a product on Target shelves one day. That's my ultimate goal. And then Emily remembered that cool idea she'd had on her rooftop, and she knew it was time to do something about it. Stay with us to find out how Emily dove into the deep end of entrepreneurship. Today's podcast is sponsored by UPS. Look, if there's one thing that all small business owners know, it's that keeping customers waiting just doesn't work. So UPS has unveiled their fastest ground shipping ever, getting you to customers in cities across the U.S. up to a day faster. And now Mission Podcast listeners can save on UPS's fastest ground shipping ever with the code SOAR, S-O-A-R. Small businesses around the country trust UPS to get their orders out the door and delivered every day. Your customers don't have time to wait, and you don't have time to waste. So head to ups.com slash pivot and use the code SOAR, S-O-A-R, to start shipping and saving with UPS's fastest ground ever today. If you were looking at the recipe for success, Emily Vaca had all of the ingredients. She had the idea and she had the background. She'd been waiting for her moment and it seemed like it was finally here. In that two-year span, still nobody was addressing it. Now's the perfect time. And I hit the ground running to look into manufacturing and doing all of that. But that was really that moment where I felt this is number one, something different. It's not out in the market yet. And number two, it got me excited because it was learning something new. It wasn't continuously just designing for clients I had at the time. It was a brand new idea to me. But a brand new idea also meant she had to start from scratch. The hardest part was definitely finding the manufacturer. So I knew that that was gonna be the number one thing that I had to figure out that was completely foreign to me. I had never mass manufactured anything before. I had handmade things and I always joke, if I could have been handmaking pools in that first collection, I would have been welding them somehow with an iron. I would have tried to figure it out, but I knew for it to be a real product, I needed to find a manufacturer. So that was definitely the first thing that I started looking into. I knew that everything that would go with it, I did have the experience for. So I was in a really fortunate position where I could come up with the name, the logo, the packaging, the website, the photos. Those were all what I was already doing professionally. It was slow going because Emily was used to handling everything herself and finding the right people was harder than it seemed. I started researching the process so that I knew what types of manufacturers to look for. That was really crucial. You need to be able to search that to find the right people. And for me to be first to market, it was so important to not reach out to a pool manufacturer because I wasn't inventing anything. I just was redesigning a classic and taking a design approach that hadn't been done. That's why it took so long. It ended up taking about two years to find the right manufacturer because I had to be very secretive, have people sign NDAs, which is always a difficult thing. But I had contacted almost 60 manufacturers before I found the right partner. They weren't making pools. They were using that technology for other products. 
So once I finally found the right manufacturer and started figuring out how does this cost, what would a launch strategy look like, that's when the, the wheels really started moving. But trying to take my lunch break to go call a manufacturer down in the lobby of the building I worked in, it was a slow process in the beginning, but I was trying to be as careful as I could about it. And for Emily, it was a delicate balance, keeping the momentum so she didn't lose her window of opportunity, but not rushing the product. It was extremely stressful because you're trying to not rush it to the point where you're not doing your due diligence and doing the right process, but also not take so long that someone beats you to the punch just because it's an obvious missing solution and hole in the market. It was very stressful, <laughs> but I thrive off of stress and chaotic work hours. So it was kind of an exciting time too, because I felt like I finally had something. I had all this passion and excitement and drive for that helped me manage the stress. But yeah, it was definitely stressful. <laughs> it took a couple of years, but eventually they found a way to make it work. Then they had to figure out if the world would be as excited as they were. And Emily had a specific strategy in mind. I wanted to launch it as first to market. I didn't know how that work, taking an idea to a retailer, would they say, oh, great, no thanks, you know, and still produce it on their own, which happened all the time in the design world. So I was very cautious of that. So I wanted to get out there, get the photos, see how people were reacting to it, have the feedback and getting it on Instagram and seeing the photos. That was key to really creating the brand itself and also having that for other people to react to as well. And she was right. People were excited. It took a while, but then word got around about the cool, trendy pools. I remember our first influencer reaching out to us wanting to collab. And I was like, oh my gosh, like we have someone that wants to take photos in our product. Within a couple months, we started getting a lot of traction that set us up for really good position in the following February when editors and press and media start looking at products like that. So it was definitely a learning curve to understand kind of the retail calendar. It did pick up really quickly and we started getting really awesome feedback and people wanted it. It's such a photographable product, which was the whole purpose it was created, but really lived in social quickly. It definitely grew fast. There were little wins along the way that kept Emily excited, but the biggest was finally seeing her pool on the shelves of Target. We did our first trade show that following February. So we got a lot of excitement around it then, but definitely I would say the biggest win was for sure Target. That was the goal that I had and getting a meeting, I'll never forget, it was that spring and meeting with her and having such an amazing call and reception within the first year of launching was so much faster than I expected. After that, everything just snowballed really quickly. It was just so crazy especially after a year of knowing like it's coming and you felt like you kind of have this secret, a little bit of a superpower where you're like, this is my second life that nobody knows is happening because you don't want to like tell anybody you're so private about it. And then seeing it on shelf, that was absolutely insane. But even with some big key wins, the young company still faced its fair share of challenges. The funding part of it, especially with the way we were growing, it was so scary and hard not only to be trying to figure out how are we going to fund inventory, but even to leave my job. I left my full-time job about seven months after launching. During that time, my salary was always the thing that was funding Minidip. So once we lost my salary, I was making a six-figure salary. I was making great money. My career was growing quickly. 
And to take that leap and walk away from that was extremely scary. And then because of that, all of a sudden we were back to not having any money at all. And our cable got shut off because we weren't able to pay our bill. We had $75 in our account and our cable bill was like 300. There was a lot of really scary days. In the beginning, it felt like a calculated risk. Minidip had garnered a lot of interest, but interest doesn't always equal success. And Emily had a long way to go before she could breathe easy. I've had my fair share of panic attacks, but I think because of just being wired to handle stress, my family and friends are very worried about us. There's a lot of times when my mom's like, why are you doing this again? But it's never gotten so bad where I'm like, I can't do it or I don't want to. It's never been so bad where I'm like, I should have just stayed in advertising and had this career that I was working so hard at. It's been that grit, determination, and vision that has seen Mini Dip through to success. And it's a good thing Emily is hardwired for entrepreneurial life because as Mini Dip grows, so does the competition. I definitely expected the competitors to come. That's why I was being so secretive in the beginning. So it was obvious that that was going to happen. I didn't expect it to be so quickly. <laughs> Once we had an image on Instagram, uh, we already had the competitors working on their knockoff versions of it. And I also didn't think that they'd be such blatant counterfeits that we're seeing in the marketplace. But I definitely expected it. It was something that I couldn't let weigh me down too much. The copycats won't stop, but that's okay because neither will Emily. The approach has always been to just keep innovating and not get sidetracked by the competitors and the copycats and just know that they don't have what's in your head. The thing that was so important when we started the company was building a brand. It wasn't just a product. We wanted to build a brand that's recognizable. We always joke we've become the Kleenex of inflatable pools because people call all inflatable pools mini dips now, which is great. Building a brand that they can't copy. There's always going to be the lookalikes, but for people who want the original brand, we invested a lot of energy and strategy into that. So that's kind of where that paid off. Emily and her team have more ideas and they're excited to hit the ground running. I can say that I am most excited about opening our first retail store as part of our warehouse. So we're going to have a showroom where Chicago mini dippers can come and we can actually interact with our community in real life, face-to-face experience and get to do the pop-up events that we've been wanting to do from the beginning, but we never had our own space to do it. So that we're so excited to get real feedback in real time with exclusive products that will be there. We are super excited about in the near future, just developing new brands. Lavaca Design House is our umbrella brand and Mini Dip is our first flagship product under it, but we have other things that are definitely in the works that will be coming from Lavaca as well that we're definitely excited about. But for Emily, it will always come back to the customer and the reason she started the company to begin with so that people could be together. It's so crazy when I get to go on our Instagram and see who's tagging us, the DMs that we get where it means so much to them. That was the exact reason I created it. Swimming in our little stock tank in my small backyard in St. Louis as a kid, those were my summers. Those are my memories. And that was the whole reason I wanted to create Mini Dip was to have this centerpiece for families to gather around, friends to gather around and create those summer memories. Our Mini Dippers are amazing. They are so proud of the brand. They love the product. And when we get to see that and know that they're experiencing the way I intended, it's everything. Especially when COVID hit, we got so many amazing messages 
from them about how it was like that moment of joy and all of this uncertainty. And they got to spend that time with their families, with our product. I mean, it just is more than I ever could have dreamed of. The journey is created by mission.org and sponsored by UPS. To learn more about the show or mission, visit mission.org. And to learn more about how UPS can help your business, visit ups.com slash pivot.